Hey everyone, welcome to episode 54 of Forever Strength. I almost said Live Free and Diet Hard by other podcasts. That's funny. Sometimes I get, get these confused, but I do have another one. But this one is all about strength training, uh, mostly female audience, female lifters, and almost entirely female guests, including my co-host Bailey Lau. I'm Andrew Coates. And we have a really cool guest on today, Jacqueline Phillips, who is the head coach of Team Strong Girls, which is part of the Greater Strong Magazine sort of organization and and world. So we're really excited. We were chatting a lot off air. It's great to have you on. We're very, I am very excited to be here. Very excited. Yeah. Um, great to have you. I just was curious how you got into fitness. Yeah, this, this is a great question. I love answering it. Um, I honestly have been, I don't know about you. I was put into sports as a kid. Um, part of the, just part of the drill, right? Like, yep, you got to do activities. You got to be well-rounded. Um, so I started just going through all the sports. I played soccer most of my life. Um, but then when I got into high school, I found rugby and moved over to rugby um, and volleyball. And so I went through life thinking sports and physical fitness was um, an accessory. It was, um, it was something just kind of like what you do as a side thing to keep, you know, to keep your body moving. But um, it wasn't until I went to law school and didn't have any organized sports anymore. I basically hit rock bottom. I didn't know, not at the time, right in law school, but um, over, you know, the next couple of years working in the legal field, um, I moved to Toronto, worked in, you know, worked at one of the big firms um, doing business development for them. So not practicing law, but still in the legal field. I really, really, really hit rock bottom. I dropped all, all that fitness. Like I didn't have the organized sport anymore. Um, that's when it, that's when I realized like it, I was like, what, why did I hit rock bottom? Like what happened in my life? What changed? Like, it, you know, like I had different boyfriends and I went through different, you know, relationships and stuff like that. But the thing that changed that made that transition in my life to start going downward was physical activity, physical fitness, and the consistency of having that, um, that organization and mental release. Right. So I started, started working out again, started going to the gym. I just started, you know what I mean? And I was like, I hadn't, and I had no idea what I was doing. Cause I had come from like a sports and you know a sport like a, a sports performance kind of workouts where I would go to the gym and do like squat deadlift bench press maybe pull downs <laughs> like I wasn't doing or and then my you know my my actual training for my sports but um I started going to the gym I hired a coach I realized I have no idea what I'm doing actually even though I'm a very experienced you know athlete I didn't know how to walk into a gym and do anything. So I hired a coach, absolutely fell in love, fell in love with the process, fell in love with how I felt. And I just kind of started training on the side. So I started taking courses and certs. I was still in the, in the, the, the legal world. I was still doing the whole nine to eight to seven, <laughs> nine to five, you know, eight to seven. Um, but I started taking courses and then, you know, a couple of years later I was, you, you know, working almost as much in fitness. So I would wake up on Saturday mornings, drive up to Richmond Hill at 4 30 AM train women in their home gyms. 
um, you know, like grinding it out. Um, and when I was making as much money in fitness as I was in the corporate world, I said, peace out and left the corporate world and went hard into fitness. Two quick things there. So the, the law school angle is actually how we're connected indirectly because oh, yeah, it's, Michelle. It's, yeah. it's my client, Michelle, who tells me about her friend who's doing, you know, is doing really well in fitness. So I look you up. I'm like, oh shit, she's, oh shit. She's part of strong magazine, strong girls, all this sort of stuff. So we got connected and then I've sort of gotten more connected with that side of things, but that's literally the initial connection. How shout un- out to Michelle. Yeah. Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> I'll have to make sure she listens to this. How cool is it? And you're not the first person who's started with a career in law and has turned around and has made more money as in the fitness profession. That's sort of a myth. Yes, starting out in the fitness industry doesn't necessarily start out paying crazy, but there is actually a tremendous amount of upside for coaches if they really love it, if they're dedicated to education. Yeah. And that's, I think, um, it, I'm not going to lie. It was a grind, like, uh, like a grind. And even like for the first couple of years, like it was still, I wouldn't say I was working less, you know, than in my, in the legal world for those first few years, probably first five years, I wasn't working less. I was just working on my terms, which to me was better, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but for sure, in terms of like financial, like the, like the, for sure, you can get huge myth that, you know, the corporate world or legal world is, I was told it was my golden ticket and I was giving up my golden ticket when I left. And um, I actually, I don't know, I, I did a post on this a couple months ago. I had a, I had a, I had a client who I went to law school with. Um, she's, a, she's been a client for almost a year now. And she goes, you made the best decision leaving law. <laughs> that was like, so that was just like, you know, I knew I did already, but it's just like someone from law school, like, you know, that first full circle moment where I had taken her through our program and she's like, you are, you know, this is awesome. You're crushing it. Like it just, yeah, the finances are great. Like when you actually get yourself established and if you love it and you're passionate about it, you can really make a solid living with it. There's nothing better than that. Like <laughs> that, like, pat on the back and just like check mark knowing, yeah, like I did make the right decision, you know? Yeah. And so then when you decided to move over, was it just that there was no fulfillment in law and you found that it was with, yeah, man, the grind is just like, I think it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tear the legal world or like corporate world down like the nine to five, but, um, it's not for me. And it was, (laughs) Andrew has something to say. You mean it's not like on suits? It's not like that. Shocking, right? Like shocking. Um, no, it's quite not like suits. <laughs> it's not exciting. Um, it's like it's. I remember I there was a there was like a month. I don't remember what year it was. It was like one of those blurry years where winters in Toronto are just like, bleh, like especially downtown. And I remember walking. I would or sorry, driving from my condo in the East end to downtown parking underground and then walking through the underground path to my building. And I don't think I actually stepped outside, like into the outdoors for an entire month. <laughs> like I just didn't exit the indoors once mm-hmm. because 
I was just grinding. I'd get up in the morning, I'd drive to work, work all day, eat inside, like whatever was available and, you know, then drive home. And I'm not saying you, you can't establish a healthy routine in that environment, but it's very hard. I would argue for a lot of people. Um, and it's why I think a lot of people struggle in the corporate world with their health and fitness, because it isn't designed or conducive to healthy living, you know, or like it's, it's, and I'm, I, I you know what, I am going to drag the legal world through the mud <laughs> a bit. They intentionally do put you through the ringer in the first couple of years of, mm. you know, going into law, especially like if you're practicing, um, like they, they, like they put you through the ringer. You're like the lowest of the low. You're the bottom rung on the ladder and they let you know it. Um, and even though you can feel like a beginner in the fitness world, it's not as cutthroat, honestly. It's just not as, as the legal world. So for me, um, it wasn't it a little bit of, yeah, like the fulfillment wasn't really there. I was helping people and doing things, but I wasn't like, you know, fundamentally transforming how someone thinks or behaves. Um, yeah, there was, I guess, the simple answer to your question. No, there was very little, <laughs> there was very little fulfillment in that world. Do you think that there's an expectation, especially with women who work in professional working environments, whatever it is, let's throw in working mothers on top of it and the societal expectation, almost the shame that if you put yourself in your fitness first, that's shameful because you're not putting your family first. And how many women both feel that pressure, but how many women actually, and I'm very careful how I say this, but can often use this as a rationalization for not making the effort. Thoughts oh, on all that? Yeah. Love this question. I think we touched on this last time. Um, the it is women who give of themselves and only of themselves to others are the most celebrated women in our society women who take time for themselves are seen as selfish even if that time will allow them to be slightly better you know what i'm saying here my, mm -hmm. you might hear my my little puppy in the background. I'm so sorry. Is that <laughs> okay? <laughs> um, yeah, he's just saying, "Hey guys, what's up?" Um, so yeah, women who take women who who are taking time out of their day, their work day, or their mothering to look after themselves are seen as selfish. That's just what it is. Um, and it's crazy, honestly, to me, I am, I am just going to get him to stop barking if that's okay. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Bailey's too will get going sometimes too. My cat will never make noise. So no. <laughs> your geckos. Do you really have geckos? Cats. cats. Oh, I thought you cats. said geckos. I cats. was like, my cat, Ozzy. So I don't ever put the video up of this stuff, but I mean, sometimes he'll appear on screen and just stick his furry butt in the way, but uh, no. Yeah, will be cats. Don't I worry about that. that. We're fine. I'm sure. My little puppy, he's only, sorry? 
as you're, I'm sure half the people listening have have dogs and they understand. Hopefully yeah. they're not listening. Hopefully they're listening on their, their AirPods and their dogs aren't going crazy hearing my dog. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> that happens to me often <laughs> when my, you know, I'm listening to a podcast and a dog goes off like in the background and they're like, oh, sorry, that's my, you know, that's little like Billy behind me. And my dogs are like, <sighs> anyway, I'm so sorry. Thank you for your okay. patience. Uh, but back to the question yes like women I I really am passionate about um, voicing how important it is for women to take care of themselves to allow them to be better at anything else they're doing and this goes to my personal experience in the legal world where I, I it it's two ways right like you're right that there is that pressure from the firms and from, you know, the corporate world, wherever that like the work, the the working world, there is a pressure kind of to, it's not to not take care of yourself because you hear of all these corporate programs, like, oh, like healthy living and healthy eating, like do this stuff. So there's like kind of the movement there and the options there, but there's still like, you got to meet the deadlines. You got to work your hours. You have to have your billable hours. You have to hit your deadlines. You have to get your work done. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to progress in your career. Um, Similarly, I think in the mother, in the mom world, um, moms who take time, I think it's honestly horrible. Moms who take time to work out like what four hours a week three four hours a week right that's really all we need here that's what we're talking about for like long-term consistency Mm -hmm. I still see other mothers saying thing little things like just don't know how you find the time or like how do you have the time right like I just I could never do that I could never be away from my children for that you know and it's that like it's, it's not nice, right? It's. Do you think there's a narrative there that's also them deflecting from the discomfort of maybe them not doing something they feel like they should? Yes. I think that, I think that's part of it. And a hundred percent, I think it's part of, um, you know, it's, it's this, it's the narrative. We, it's the story we tell ourselves that our time is, not ours um and that it's really owed to other people and it's it's and then that's it's just becomes our inherent excuse you know it just becomes the easy selfless um answer to everything you know um mm-hmm. And I hate tell, saying it is an excuse, but sorry, like, is it too mean to say that it is an excuse, right? It is an excuse. And I'm not saying, let's just clarify, I'm not saying we all have the same 24 hours in a day, okay? Not saying that. That's absolutely not what this kind of, are, you know, my 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 point here is I understand that I for sure have a lot more freedom in my day. I don't, because I don't have kids. Um, I work from home. I have a gym in my home. So there are a lot of things that make it easier for me to 
um, live a healthy lifestyle or strength, you know, get my, get my training in. Um, but <laughs> that doesn't mean someone with all those extra, you know, the, like with kids, I almost, I would say, I think, I, I think I, I can't remember exactly, but at least 70% of my clients have children. Um, and it's really not a matter of everybody. Ha I honestly believe this, and then this might be too aggressive. We might not all have the same 24 hours in a day, but all of us can find three to four hours in a week to add movement in. Um, and that's I, how I look at it. And I believe, I genuinely believe that if someone embraces that, it will give them back time in, in terms of energy, productivity, mental clarity, the taking the time away for yourself. And that's true of anybody, men or woman, parent or non-parent, that allows you to turn back to the things that are your responsibilities, work, life, family, to approach those and, and to not ultimately burn out. And I really do think this is one of the, the, the scary worst case scenarios. The person who will, whatever narrative, put themselves last, which means their nutrition isn't as good, their physical care is not as good, they sacrifice sleep because, well, everybody else needs me. Well, at a certain point, you're going to be running on such fumes that you're going to break down. You're going to get sick. You're physically not going to be able to sustain that capacity. Imagine an aging, aging person who has to take care of an old, an, an elderly parent who is, you know, in declining health, right? And that could be a very emotionally challenging thing. I think that could be, almost, you can resent having to do that. If you, don't set that boundary. And I know there's going to be people who are just going to be determined, hey, listen, my life can't fit that. And I'm empathetic to someone whose situation genuinely is that. But I think most people, it still can be very convenient. Maybe it lacks empathy to say this. I don't think so, because we care about you and your outcomes long term. We care about everybody you care for. If you are willing to carve out a little bit to sustain yourself, I think you have more capacity to actually be a great caregiver for everybody else. 110%. Like, without question, that is my full, that is my belief fully that you, women especially, I don't know, it's not women, men, but women be, are so much better when they take that time to fill up their cup. And I know this is so lame, but you can't pour from an empty cup. You really, really can't, right? Yeah. And I mean, if it, if it's a priority beam, you'll find a way to fit it into your week. That's just, it's a simple That's fact. A, I know, again, and this might sound like I lack empathy, but 100% yes. It's just how it goes, right? If it's important to you, then you're going to find it. a way, 100%. Yeah. And then, you know, building those boundaries around that so that other people understand it as well. I think that's another thing that like women aren't like for me, like boundaries, right? I think there's a lot more like content right now and a lot more talk about boundaries lately, which is great, I think, um, as long as they're utilized in the right way. Um, but yeah, it's, I think like setting, setting those boundaries is what is going to allow you to just be a better person, mentally, physically, spiritually, everything. You will mm -hmm be better when you are keep protecting protecting your time your space 
you're you, you when you're you know what I mean take time for that and I I know I'm I'm like harping on this here but I really wish we would stop celebrating women who, who are who only give of themselves and never take anything to fill them fill their own cups like I I really feel like the that celebration needs to stop because it's not conducive to women's health. And it comes from like a historic, like, oh, saint, you know, like the, like the saint mother, right? It comes with that, like, it's like a weird, listen, I had a really weird relationship with the church growing up. So maybe I'm going away, but like it does, I did a lot of research, right? It does stem from that, like, you know, like that, that motherly, saintly giving of yourself, that is a historically celebrated woman figure. Mm -hmm. And it's damaging to women's health in this day and age, a hundred percent. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the niche that you've sort of gotten into and, <laughs> uh, and how you got into that niche as well. I'm interested. Are we talking specifically about like transforming women to like prep for like fitness photo shoots? And, yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, um, I guess my, my niche really, I think that's what's like, I, I guess I show on the internet the most is that, you know, my published clients and, um, my clients going through a photo shoot prep process, um, that's only, that's kind of like only like, you know, 50% of my business. Most is people just trying to, you know, get healthy and live fit. But yeah. I do love helping women kind of, I think it's really cool when a woman, when a woman sees herself in a, like a fitness magazine for the first time. Um, and they've gotten there without, you know, starving themselves <laughs> and, and removing food. And in fact, most of my clients have added food or they perceive they've added food because their volume, you know, their volumes of food have gone up and they're eating more, 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 they're eating more. Um, but, and you know, unlimited, yeah, limited freedom. So my approach has always been get into fitness model shape without living like a model. So no diets, no, you know, no extremes, no cardio, like walks outdoors, right? Like we don't, we don't do, we don't do stage prep. So I did compete in bodybuilding. Um, I, you know, I tried it out. Why not? It was fun. I am built for that. I come like I am built for that. So it wasn't that difficult for me, but for most people going through that process, that's going to fuck them up mentally and physically <laughs> for people dabbling in that. Right. Most people who dabble in that end up with some sort of weird, you know, approach or thought processes around food. Um, nothing again, again, I have lots of friends who are like, you know, well into it and that's good and well for them, but it is obviously, it can be very extreme. So my whole thing, when I got into it, I ended up getting published a couple of times, obviously. So that's kind of how I made connections with magazines and editors and photographers, um, all that fun stuff. And basically it kind of just happened, you know, pretty naturally where my, I was going for shoots and shooting for magazines. Um, and my clients wanted to prep for some, so I prepped them for some, and then we just 
kind of started submitting their content to magazines and they started getting published. And now people just like women just want to do the photo shoot experience. And it's one of those like crazy things. I, I know I'm like kind of a tomboy. I'm I've like kind of like girled up a bit as I got older, but um, like I never saw myself doing stuff like that. <laughs> like I remember telling, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Um, I remember telling my roommate in, in university something along the lines of like just tearing down people who do photo shoots. Like, listen, we all make mistakes. Okay. We've all said dumb things in the past, but I remember tearing down the idea of doing a photo shoot um, because it's like, you're pretend you're pretending to be something you're not. Yeah, dude, that's the point. <laughs> that's, that's the point of it. And like the, 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 the process of stepping outside of yourself and getting to see yourself from another lens literally is the most eye-opening, incredibly empowering experience you will ever go through. So yeah. I think there's something really cool there. To, and I, I have a feeling I'm right about this, but we do have a bit of a cottage industry that sort of has a bit of an extreme message. I think like anything, it gets carried away and it says, oh, you know, being thinner is bad. Um, wanting to get photo shoots done and temporarily like having this sort of you know, maybe unsustainable ideal is this terrible, terrible thing. Now, we also know that the competitive fitness industry can attract men and women who psychologically are seeking some sort of validation that maybe that is not the best way for them. Like, and they may be a little more prone to disordered eating behaviors and maybe some of the more abusive ends that can exist in that world. Not to say that's not, a, it's a bad thing for everybody, but do you think that, first of all, you, I think you're giving permission, women permission to enjoy something that they want instead of lecturing them to tell them it's somehow this is a bad thing. And yeah. do you think what you're giving them is a, another outlet versus maybe getting on stage for someone who might be vulnerable and maybe it's not the right place to go. Exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is, Andrew. That's exactly what it is. I, when you step on stage, you prep for what? Four to four, six months, step on stage, spend thousands of dollars to get judged and torn apart and placed. When you prep for a photo shoot, you prep for four to six months, eating all the foods you like to eat, um, getting stronger and continuing to get stronger, work not not reducing what you're lifting, not really even, we, we go into a, a mild deficit, but even if you look at the photos of my girls, we don't, we're not stage lean. Um, and that's on purpose. I don't, we don't want to be, we don't want to have to reverse out aggressively, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be able to stay close to what we achieve in that um, in that photo shoot prep and you go into that photo shoot and you get dolled up. Same thing that you do on stage. Uh, when you go into a competition, you get dolled up, you get the spray tan, you get the makeup, you get all the sparkles. Um, you step on set and everybody tells you how amazing you are. <laughs> like it's could not be the more opposite experience to stepping on stage. Everyone tells you how incredible you are. You're the center focus. You get thousands of shots of yourself. You get to see yourself from a different light, a different angle. And 
you walk away that that day inevitably winning so it's it's just a a hundred percent that's how the photo shoot experience kind of started because we we used to do photo shoots around competitions right because we were lean like that's how I used we always that was the point that's how I got into doing photo shoots because I was lean for the 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 comp I might as well you know book a shoot um and then I just stopped the competitions (laughs) and kept doing the shoots and they were just as fun if not more fun and you know, you got to do lots more with them after and use the content on social media and submit it to different, you know, media outlets. And, um, it just becomes a lot. Um, it's a, it's a much, it's a much more sustainable and honestly just funner approach to that next level of fitness. Like if you're trying to find something to do beyond just, you know, your regular, you know, a right, just, Hey, I just want to get fit and do that. That's fine. That's how most women come to me and start. They say, I don't want to do a photo shoot. I just want to, I just want to, you know, I just want to get fit and get into the best shape of my life. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And I don't say anything at the beginning. I'm like, yep, no problem. No problem. You got that. Six months in, they're like, let's do it. (laughs) Sometimes it comes from maybe they think, oh, that's not for me or, oh, it's not I- for me. That's not me. It's all yeah. the time. Oh, that's not me. That's not yeah. me. That's not me. Then once they get in and they see people going through the process and they see people experiencing it, they're like, oh, maybe, maybe this is for me. Maybe, maybe this is what I want to do. Um, and I think you're so right. That's what it is. They're like, cause I said that, like what I said in, like in university, I was like, it's ridiculous. Like I'm not a yeah. model. Like I don't, not a model why would I do that um because of how you feel going through the process that is why like it's and and like I know this sounds silly people are like like stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing something scary the people that say I don't want to do it are almost always those people that are actually just terrified like they're not, they really do want to do it. And uh, (laughs) if you're sitting there being like, I don't want to, you're listening to this podcast right now. And you're like, I would never do that. That's not me at all. I challenge you to think about it. Like, like, I know this sounds weird, but like jumping out of a plane, right? Like doing something absolutely terrifying and crazy. Like, I don't want to jump out of a plane. I don't think, Mm -hmm. but I know like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Parachute guys. I'm not talking about, (laughs) Yeah, right. our debts here I'm not about parachute like you know skydiving but yeah. it's scary and it changes you is there something about the process that a do they start being afraid of being judged by family friends people and going through the process embracing fitness does something change there with they sudden after time they no longer feel fear of being judged maybe for the healthy lifestyle behavior and the fact that they want to do the photo shoot is that true yeah, I think a lot of people worry what their friends, family, communities might think when they do it. I think a, I think that's most what people fear is this like, well, what will so and so think, or what will that person think? And I don't know why there are there are a lot of a lot of times, like oftentimes when our girls go through this process, they'll come back and they'll say, oh, like, you know, my best friend reached out and said you know, you, you look so fake with all that makeup or something to that effect. Right. And it's, it's, 
there are always going to be people who don't want you to change. Mm-hmm. But change is inevitable. And if it is something that is going to change you for the better, in my opinion, it's it's a yes. Do it. So yeah, there's I think there there is that side of things where people are worried about what so-and-so is going to say. But more often than not, two things. As they go through the process, two big things happen. Number one, they see the acceptance and the celebration of this, you know, this process that they're going through in this trans, you know, it's a transformative process, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, you know, showing up for themselves. This, that in itself is provides them that celebration and that feedback that allows them to get to the, yes, I want to do it. But the second thing, I'm a big proponent of this physical strength builds, sorry, building physical strength builds mental resiliency. Mm-hmm. It just does. And I, I, people, I, I still hear people like fight with me over this all the time. They're like, there's no coral like there. I mean, we know now I, I, I can't, I don't know the exact study off the top of my head, but there's a lot of studies around how movement and physical activity, strength training in particular, um, helps treat mental health or like, you know, depression and anxiety. Um, but there's still people who just like, don't believe that. But when you go through it and like, you know, this Bailey, like as a woman, when you like hit like five pull-ups or chin-ups for the first time, you're like, yes, I can do anything. I am amazing. Like it's, it, right. It's, it's a transformative experience to be, become physically stronger. So while, while that's what happens, that's why I'm saying around like month six, somewhere around there, people are like, I am jacked and I need someone to document this. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yes, that's what we have photographers for. Um, but you know, I also encourage them to like, take, you know, uh, flexing photos and stuff that if they don't want to do, you know, I'm a big proponent of that. I think that's great for women to take flexing photos, you know what I mean? And like showing their muscles, like it's empowering. And if like men, men can do it, why can't we? Right. Like it's, it's, you see, you see men in the gym, like no one bats an eye. Yeah. Right. No one bats an eye when a man goes like this, right? No one. It's like, yeah, cool. When you see a woman do it, they're all like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah like, oh my God, that's not ladylike. Put your arms down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, put your arms down. I'm like, no. Um, And it's, I don't know. I think that's like an old school thing. I don't know about your mom. My mom is, my mom's not a traditional mom, but my mom still says little things. That's like, you, that's not it anymore mom I'm like, no that's that ain't it <laughs> you know and she's like grow with the times yeah right like I'm like no I god bless her I love we have a great relationship but like you know little things like um just like oh that's you know like flexing or something like I put my I put my I'm getting married in a couple of weeks I literally put my dress on the first thing I did was <laughs> my mom goes don't do that yeah. I was like I was like, take a picture. (laughs) And you know, it's, it's, you just got to own it. Cause I think that is an old school way of thinking. And the more we push this new concept of women getting stronger and feeling that strength and allowing that feeling of physical strength to permeate how we, how we see ourselves, 
and how we think about ourselves and how we see how strong we are. Mm-hmm. It's like an epic game changer for women. I really think. Do you think you help let women actually give themselves permission to enjoy all this stuff and embrace all this stuff? I hope so. I hope I do. Like, I hope that's like my, yeah, like that's my goal is to show women how much better life can be when you stop trying to shrink yourself, when you stop trying to get smaller and you start focusing on building yourself up physically and mentally. Take up space. Take up space. Women don't need this permission, but do you think a lot need it or are looking for it? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, I think they do need, like, they don't need permission. I know what you're saying, but we do need to change the, the the narrative is still very much, you know, get smaller, get smaller, make your fit the mold, uh, fit the clothes, fit the, you know, fit, fit this, um, don't get too muscular for your husband. Like that's still very much in a lot of women's thought process. And I, and I'm going to just go out. I'm just going to say this The women in my clients in their forties and over are the hardest to change their minds on the numbers. They, they see the weight going mm-hmm. up and it's really hard, especially if they're not taking photos to show them that like you're, five pounds heavier, but you have like a six pack. (laughs) So which do you want? And I have actually had that conversation with clients where I'm like, for sure, I can help you lose 10 pounds, but you will look very, very unhealthy. Um, And I have to sometimes be very real about that, right? Like I'm again, going to go out. It's not even extreme. Every woman needs to build muscle. Every single woman on this planet, other than like pro bodybuilders. And you know who I'm talking about. But gen pop, women all need to be building muscle and focusing on building muscle forever, forever, <laughs> for their whole lives, starting now and don't stop until you, you die. Okay. Like that is, that is how you live a healthy life. You live a long life. You live a positive, happy life. And you don't have to have someone wiping your ass when you're 75 years old, 80 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody wants that. That's for sure. Um, so do you find that even though you said that sometimes women still feel the need to be small, that um, in the magazine specifically, that it's sort of shifted from everyone needs to be skinny to be on the cover to they need to look strong? Yeah. So that is, if we want to talk real, real talk here, like you have to have visible muscle. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean being shredded. Because if you look at the athletes on the covers, they're not all like shredded but there's there's muscle there's definition and that for sure is what I want to bring to my shoots and that's what I want my clients to bring to their shoots not someone who's like gaunt and you know lean you know just like super lean and skinny and small not not that there's nothing wrong like if that's how you want to be that's you but I really feel that women showing women with strength and muscle and demoing how to do that and how that helps you live a better life. That's what I, I hope 
and I think a lot of magazines are moving toward that for sure. A lot of fitness magazines anyway. Um, mm-hmm. In the nineties, if you go back, I was actually looking back at a couple um, in the nineties, there was a lot of like, you know, it was literally like little, very little, 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 little was the whole thing. And lean, 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 like stage ready. lean. They used a lot of bikini athletes. They still do. But if you look at even like, um, I'm trying to think of like, like even oxygen, right? Their girl, like their covers are not shredded. They're not, they're, they, you know, they're a little, they're lean. They're not gen pop, you know, like average, but they're, they're not shredded. They're strong. And I, mm-hmm. I hope I bring that. I, I really want to bring that kind of vibe into fitness. And I hope my clients bring that too. Well, if you have the same kind of energy, radiant, positive energy around your clients as you brought to this podcast, I could see why they like working with you and why they're successful. So oh, for everybody nice. listening, where can they go find more of your work, your social media, anything else? Yeah. So I'm um, at Jackie O, J-A-Q-I-O-H on Instagram. It's nice and simple. <laughs> or you can visit um, teamstronggirls.com. Um, teamstronggirls.com is our our website. Um, we have a huge team of coaches. Um, I'm the head coach. You can, you can, you can apply to work with me or, um, any of our coaches or also on Instagram at teamstronggirls.com. Um, and that's, I mean, we, uh, the, the, the titles in the name strong, we want to make, we want, we just want ever, we want women to be strong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Time their girls to write up until they die. <laughs> I want women to be strong. Um, and it doesn't matter what, how, how old you are when you start. Um, but if you haven't started yet, start now, get strong, build muscle. We really appreciate you coming on, taking the time. And, uh, we had to reschedule because we had a misfire the first go around. So it, it means a lot. And again, I, I enjoyed it. Having... Sorry for my dog guys. Really oh, sorry. Everyone. Don't even worry. <laughs> I, I'm sure most of the people listening are like, she has a dog. Cool, right? Like people, dog people are like much more concerned with dogs. Like people come into the gym, our, the gym that Bailey and I contract out of, it allows dogs, right? There was one of my clients brought his dog Bentley in today. And most of the people in there know the names of the dogs more than they know the names of the owners of the dogs. I got to come out for a visit. I'll bring my dogs. No, I won't. They're crazy. But and I, I want to come out and visit your gym. That's amazing. I love that. Well, maybe more and more of them will open up further east anyway. I know I've got people in, well, certainly Nova Scotia who are like begging for us to put one in Halifax. So I'm sure eventually the- and again, Do like it. Said, oh my God. I'll come out for the grand opening. I would love that. Maybe one day. I mean, again, I'm not part of the ownership. Everybody thinks I am. I'm just like, no, I just like, you know, maybe like a, I'm, I'm your flagship trainer at one of the locations. We'll call it that. Anyway, everybody tuning in, go check out what Jacqueline's doing. She's super. Um, go check out Team Strong Girls and Strong Magazine. Right? If, you're, if you're not already checking it out, I mean, I think your guys' publication is great. I've got a lot of friends who've written for it before. And again, thank you for tuning in. We will see you guys next week.